Okay, guys, we're live, and uh, I appreciate all y'all kind of acting like, as far as anybody knows, we're a normal church. Okay, so I'd like for all y'all to try to act normal. Okay, is that all right? No? I got people shaking their head no. Wow. Okay, guys, uh, one of the things that I do is um, I go back normally and listen to last week's sermons and last week's class and I was able to do that and there was a, a sentence that I said last week uh, and then I was going to follow up on it and I didn't do it so second kings we're talking about Elisha and I think God knew what he was doing you know God works where we're at how many of y'all know that Amen. all things are working together for what that's right that's exactly right and Last week, I said in 2 Kings 2 and 10, I was reading the story, and we're not going to read, we've already been through it for two weeks, about Elijah departing and Elisha following him. But there's at one point in 9, he says, so when they had crossed over, Elijah said to Elisha, ask, what may I do for you before I'm taken away from you? Now, if you just put your finger there, and I want you to review in your mind, we're not going to try to quote all of them, but how many times does the Bible say, ask? New Testament. How many times does he say, seek, knock? And I believe with all my heart, the story, it just, it, just, it wears me out. That's the best way to say it. But the story where the unjust judge, and we have a perfect judge. Our God's a perfect judge. He's a perfect father. Okay, And this widow is not getting what she wants. And she keeps coming and coming and coming. And finally, he says, this is not the King James translation. Would you please give her what she's asking for so she'll quit calling my phone? Okay. Um, I have literally been doing what I do outside this building for a long time. Okay, and uh, not that I'm very old, but but the point being is I have worked for people and I have been and I have been the one on top telling other people this said, look, handle that, whatever you get done today, handle that. They're driving me nuts. Okay, whatever it is, it may not be quite as important as something else, but something's right. You want to put a little grease on it, right? Handle this. Well, I see you're married too. Yes, I am. I have been for a very, very long time. But that'd be my burial? Is it? I said not that you're very old. Oh, no, not that I'm very old. Uh, and Elijah said, please let a double portion of your spirit be mm. upon me. Mm. Toby brought up the fact that he did a, he did a um, twice as many miracles, recorded miracles. And I always say, I like to use the word recorded miracles because you don't know what happened around the house. That's the one everybody knows. My mama used to pray for a washing machine. It would last forever. And as far as I know, she never testified to that. I wish I could dig up some of her old appliances. And, you know, anyway. But and he said, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. And he said, you have asked a hard thing. Now, I said those words last week, 
I brought that up and I kept going. And as I'm thinking about this this week, and as I heard myself say that, I know the point that I need to make about that. How many of you guys have been in church a while? Been in church a while? When I was growing up, and this is not my parents' fault, this is not any theological problem, this is just culture, okay? Our relationship with God was reduced to math. And I like math. The reason I like math, I'm not, I'm not kidding when I say this. If I have two apples over here, and I have two apples over here, and I look down there, there's always four apples. Whether I like the apples, where it's got a bruise on it, whether it's a green apple or red apple, I like math. Because it's, I could pretty well control it. If I only want three apples, I take this one and throw it away. Right? If I want to hide one so y'all don't get one, I got to take, you see what I mean? It's math. And spirituality, salvation, my relationship with God was reduced to math. And this is what it was. If you do the right thing, the right thing's always going to happen. If you do this, then this will always happen. If you do this, then this will always happen. And listen, it does matter what you do. You realize that. Please, act right. If you can't be right, act right. Okay, like my mama said, Bruce, act right. Okay, even though you ain't. But anyway, the bottom line is this. There is fruit. There, we, we plant seeds that grows into fruit that will cause us bad things in our life, good things in our life. And guess what? Some of us deal with fruit three generations back. Did you know that? Four generations back. This happened. This person did this. This person did a crime. They went to prison. I mean, I, I see it all the time. And then their grandkids, and you know, I mean, or this person made a mistake or, or made a choice to do this. This person made a choice to do this. And we deal with those circumstances in, in, in the church. We deal with them in, in uh, law enforcement. We deal with them in life. Is it, you see what I'm saying? It matters what you do, so don't ever forget that. But you cannot reduce this book to math. The wages of sin is death. There's no doubt about that. But guess what? If it was math, there wouldn't be the second half of that. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord, isn't it? Amen. So it matters what you do. Don't leave here and say, well, Bruce just said go ahead and stop by the liquor store on the way home. That's not what I'm saying. Okay? <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is this, that if you reduce this thing to math, so think about it. In his life, he's saying, you've asked for a hard thing. So let me ask you a question. Do you think he is saying the context of this? He said, I just don't know how God could do that because, you know, God just barely spoke the world into existence. God just barely breathed on me. He just, no, that's not what happened. He's not saying it's hard for God. Is anything too difficult for God? No. There's a reason for that because he's God. Okay. The king of the Lord of 
He's all-powerful. He's omnipotent. He's omniscient. He, time, he steps outside of time. He's God. And every time we forget that, we get in trouble. Well, maybe he won't see me do this. Probably, I would guess you're probably wrong. Okay. But guys, watch this. You've asked a hard thing. And as I thought about this, and this is where I was going to go last week, and I'm glad I didn't because I've got, I think, nine points on that sentence. But here's the deal. In this life, there is trouble. trouble. Now, who was the most righteous, wonderful human being ever that walked this earth? Jesus. Jesus. Did, did he have a long life? Did he get to travel? Did he, did he have 100,000 likes on Facebook? Did he? No. no. They beat him almost to death and then killed him on a cross. Amen. And you say, so if it's math, then he should have lived the longest and, 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 and right? Because yeah. he was perfect in every way. And you say, well, Bruce, you know, he had a purpose, you know, but I want to tell you something. You, if when you entered that church, and there's a sign somewhere, there he's out there. It says, Crane Christian. Christian. The word Christian means follower of Christ, Christ-like, little Christ. There's all kinds of little nuances to that. Huh? Yeah, there's another nuance. I knew you'd come up with another one because three's not enough. You got to have that fourth one. So, but the bottom line is this. We should not expect our lives to be just everything's perfect. We shouldn't expect our nation, everything be perfect. Yeah. I don't care how much you, I have a friend and it's not me in this instant. This is not my friend who needs a psychiatrist. This is actually a real friend. And uh, he went on an extended fast. And um, he uh, he would not want me to tell you who he is, okay? But he went on an extended fast, and he's praying, he's praying, he's praying, he's praying, he's praying. So he hit the date of when he was going to um, start eating, okay? And what had what he wanted to happen hadn't happened yet. So he didn't start eating. So he extended that fast, and it kept going and kept going. And there were some people that were getting worried about him. There were some people that some stuff that was going on. And they were, they said, you know, come on. And when it was over, him and I had a meeting. And I said, what'd you find out? What'd you hear? He said, well, I can tell you one thing. God's God. <laughs> God's going to do what God is going to do. You can, you can, and, and asking is important. Knocking is important. Seeking him is important. But guess what? Guess who's in charge? I'm going to tell you something. And, and it does matter. We do ask, we do seek, we do knock. But I want to tell you, getting that double anointing in his life was not hard for God to give him. That He says, you've asked for a hard thing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes this... I'm just telling you the truth. This is the bottom line. Sometimes living for Jesus is wonderful.
praise God, man, what a wonderful day, what a wonderful blessing, what a wonderful, yes, praise God. And we love to hear those stories, don't we? But then, the oldest book in the Bible, Job, then you start, and, and you, you, you get into that, and me and uh, Sue Rice spent hours in that little room right there, me and Sue and uh, I think Eileen Pilato, there was several of us in there. It was, on a, it was our Sunday night class or whatever. Maybe it was Wednesdays, I don't know. It was 15 years ago. But we went through Job line by line almost. And I will never forget just thinking as I studied that, as I prayed over that, as I looked at it again for the, at that time, probably the fifth time. It's like, have you considered my servant Job? I literally want to go, don't say that. Don't say that. You know, but here's the deal. It's not, it is a hard thing. Being saved is so simple that a child will need not err from the truth. Salvation is free. He died on the cross for you. Receive it. But as we walk into the anointing, guess what? New level, new devil. Yeah, yeah. New level, new devil. You start pushing, new level, new devil. You go up another level, new level, and you say, well, that ain't fair. Well, guess what? You signed up for warfare. You might have thought you signed up for the luxury cruise, okay, which that's what I wanted. The love boat, uh, but I ended up getting on the battleship. Okay. So, but as we walk this walk, walking in the anointing is hard. And I want to tell you that in my life, I have been misunderstood because of it. In Jesus' life, he was misunderstood. And um, you look at Paul's life, he was misunderstood. You look at all the apostles, you know, you're, I, I, you know here, here's the deal. Can you imagine in and looking back, and, and these guys are conniving around because Jesus is getting more followers than, than um, John the Baptist at this time. He says, all that people are going to him. And John says, he must, remember what he said? He must increase and I must decrease. Can you imagine? So in the, in the model we have in churches now, what we're wanting to do is to build people up and get them out of here. That ain't, you don't ever hear anybody preach that. <laughs> and God's done that here for 20 years. He's, we've got people ministering in Arkansas today. He's preaching in the pulpit today. That sat through, sat right, I'm trying to think when we were doing the school of ministry. He sat right along in here. we got people who left here and then testified in Washington, D.C. We have pe people who are working with the addicts up here. We have, you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's not the model. We, that's not a good business model. <laughs> we're going to build a big house, but we're going to keep taking them bricks out. Yeah. So if it's your kingdom, it doesn't work very well, does it? Amen. But if it's his kingdom, then Amen. that's okay. Amen. So what's, here's the deal. And literally, Elisha goes from here, and uh, after he receives this double portion, after he hits the water, it splits, after all that happens, and then um, he goes from there in verse 19, immediately does a miracle, okay? And li listen to what he did. And this is what the anointing does. The anointing 
brings life. Amen. I want you to think about that. The anointing brings, think of it as rain. There can be, you can go out here and put something in the ground. You can put a seed in the ground. But if it never gets any moisture, it'll just sit there. And, and it can sit there for a very long time. But when it begins to rain, when it begins to rain, then what happens is essentially is that begins to sprout. It begins to come up. Come on in, guys. Come on in. We're glad to have you. It begins, it begins to sprout. As it begins to go, then then that moisture, that rain, that anointing begins to then like literally, it begins to grow and then it begins to grow its own, own fruit. It begins to grow its own thing. It begins to happen. So guys, here's the deal. That's what the first thing that happened up until that point, he was just helping Elijah, right? He was just pouring the hands over Elijah, the water over Elijah. His hands, he was just taking care of him. He was setting up the tent for him. He was serving him. But then when the anointing came, it began to bring life. And I want to tell you guys, that's what the anointing does. It brings life. How many of you want the anointing? How many of you want the anointing? Okay. There's a price to be paid. Think about all the tents he had to set up for him as they're traveling. Think about all the times that he had to wash, hold forth his hands. I mean, people could say, well, hey, Elisha, man, why do you keep following him around? Why don't you have your own ministry? Why don't you do that? Right? But there's a price to be paid. It's a hard thing. I want you guys to get this. It's a hard thing. But then there's these nine points we're going to hit very quickly. <laughs> Probably not. Not so quick. Yeah, whatever. So, by the way, guys, we're in Second Kings. And what's happened is that Elijah has gone, is about to go back and Elisha has asked for a, a uh, double portion and he says, you asked for a hard thing and that's what we're talking about. The next thing that happened after he does this, after he brings life, after the anointing, then we jump down here to verse, we're in uh, chapter two, verse 23. And he went from there to Bethel. And as he's going down the road, some youths came up from the city and mocked him. Now, this word youth does not mean children. It does not, when you, when you look at it, it does not mean children. What it does mean, in other words, it wouldn't be like, it would be like uh, late teens, early 20s. And they're saying, go up, you bald head, go up, you bald head, go up, you. And as I, I did the deep dive this years ago, and these guys were not just, making fun of somebody, okay? I mean, how many videos you ever seen that's absolutely making fun of somebody? You know, some, how many, there's, there's, there's whole shows out there that shows people doing stupid stuff, right? Yeah, and I've, I, it's a good thing nobody had a camera when I was younger. Anyway, but, yeah, but anyway, but the point being is this, when you look at that, when you do the deep dive on these are, probably idol worshipers making fun of somebody who is worshiping the one true God. But now watch this. He says these words. He does this. He turned around and looked at them. This is Elisha. 
and he pronounced a curse upon them in the name of the Lord. You don't see this much in the Bible. But you know what? I learned a long time ago. Don't leave nothing out of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Okay? Just because it's not comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Just because it don't feel good. Okay? Don't leave it out. Dig. Yeah. You know what, a, you know what a, an irritant in an oyster does? It makes a pearl eventually. Okay? And as I looked at this, what happened is, and two female bears came out of the woods and mauled 42 of them. I guess he was hungry or she was hungry. I don't know. We're just mad. You know, don't make women mad. Okay, this is, that's, look at that expression. <laughs> yeah, that's, anyway. But here's the deal. My mom and dad were both speakers. My mom did uh, women's conferences and youth things and dad pastored for years. And my mom and dad both at different times, I've heard them say these words. Be careful what you say about other people who follow Jesus. Because there's an, a curse. Here's the deal. I am, I don't do this perfectly. I can tell you right now. I don't walk, my, my walk is not perfect. My past, this, my, the way I pastor is not perfect. The way I live, it's, it's not perfect. That's why I need a savior. Okay. If I could do it all on my own, we'd just, we'd just do it. Why would, why would, you know, but here's the deal. I'm very careful what I say about other, you know, finding fault in other people. Find it because here's the deal. The Bible has this thing that says, you know, literally, I want to be the one known as a peacemaker. A peacemaker. And, and all these guys are they're, they're, they're around Jesus and they're saying stuff like this. They're saying, well, you know what, Lord? They weren't doing it like we did it. And we told them to quit. We're not doing it like, and, and he says, if they're not against you, so let anybody this morning in the, in anywhere on this earth is saying that Jesus is the savior of the world, <laughs> they may be coming in. And you've heard this story. God changed me that day. He brought me to this little church in another state. And we, they're coming in with this incense. And I'm like, oh, Lord, what is that? Okay. And I knew I was supposed to be there. And they had a, a girl speaking that day. She was a, and, and she was speaking and, and they came in at the big ceremony, light candles and all this stuff. And if you, I'm not a gambler, by the way, I don't, I lost $13 and 45 cents in Minot, North Dakota in 1977. So I've never gambled again. That was, that was, I'm dead serious. I don't even flip for if you want to flip for a Coke, I wouldn't do it because I need that money, okay, because I'm cheap. <laughs> but, but watch this, guys. I'd just rather buy you the Coke and get it over with. But watch this. If, you'd, if I'd have been a gambling man and you said, hey, what do you think anything she's going to say today? It's going to speak to you. I'd say, oh, I'll put 100. I ain't going to understand what she's even talking about. I'm serious. And I think it'd been a good bet. But guess what happened? 
about two songs I didn't know later. She got up there and started talking in her, in her outfit, her robe, everything. She read my mail. She comes, I mean, listen, there's no way she could know what she was talking about in my life. And, I, and some of y'all said the same thing. He said, man, I left that sermon today. And I said, Bruce is talking about me. And I no, no, that ain't the way it works. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> that ain't the way it works. Yeah, you know, that Toby. No. <laughs> anyway, but the point being is this. I'm serious. And when it was over, I said, oh, my gosh. And then at the end of the service, we all went forward and had communion. And I said, that grape juice is burnt. <laughs> But guess what? God was there. Amen. His Holy Spirit was there. Amen. And so here's the deal. I'm very careful the way I put down anybody else. He's taught me over and over and over. How much I've learned from the Baptist church. How much I've, how much I've been loved by the Baptist church. How much I've learned from the, the whole charismatic Pentecostal. How much I've learned and how much I've gleaned. And how much... How, how, how many people have been good to me that refused to go to church because they got hurt? I mean, how much, I mean, you say, well, Bruce, you know, I don't judge them. Now, does that mean I'm going to do it exactly the way they do it? No. But here's the deal. Are y'all, are y'all ready to quit fighting in the fellowship? Mm -hmm. I'm ready to quit fighting in the fellowship. Them people down there. They don't know. Cause we'll, I, and I've said this for years. Many people are willing to lay people down on the floor and stand on their head. Literally, as they're laying down, they're facing that direction. You stand on their head. You're about eight inches taller. But look at me. I'm not willing to do that because it's demonic. And it doesn't, it doesn't build the kingdom. Now, I could be building my kingdom. Cause I'm just a little bit better than them. Y'all leave down there and come here. We got a new gym. Or we got a new this. Or we got a new. We got a new program. We got a new uh, pet monkey that takes up the offering. I mean, whatever. <laughs> I hadn't tried that yet. No. Sharice, no. look into that. No. Look into any city ordinances that might be violated by me getting them. You know, I don't like monkeys or clowns, so you, we're safe. Okay. But they made fun of him. I'm not gonna make fun of you, even though you might deserve it. But. Then I've got these nine points that we're not going to get to any of them, it looks like. But watch this. Here's what comes with the anointing. The first thing that comes with the anointing is a blessing. I want to tell you, yeah, it's a hard thing. That's how we're starting, so don't forget that. But with the anointing, with being chosen, selected, preordained, predestined from the foundation of the earth, choosing to walk in that, it comes with a blessing. And I'm going to tell you something. It's an amazing blessing. As I look back at what my parents did, and as I as, as I've been going through their books and their writings and stuff, and it's it's been it's been tough, okay. But guys, watch this. As I look at it, and God literally blessed them over and over and over, and it is a blessing to see God work in other people and God to bless other people, and it comes through you. It's not about you. We always think, well, you know, he, he dresses like this. He does this. He does this. You know, we used to have the, 
PhD, the Pentecostal heretic, you know. And what happened was a couple of them, the guys fell and everybody just, they pulled their hair down. They said, oh, we don't look to have them anymore, okay? So it's not about how you look. It's not about, you, you're not going to have perfect theology, but it's a blessing to receive from God and give that out. It's always a blessing. And the second thing is that what God calls for in that anointing is to be faithful. To be faithful. And this would be a great this would be a great time for me to talk about church attendance or tithing or getting the right haircut or wearing knit pants. Praise God. And uh, and uh, not wearing those Seymour blouses, girls, and, and you know, and preach on the clothesline or them beards is the problem. They can't tell us from the world. Them beards, them biker beards. Uh, praise God. Uh, but I ain't going to do that, although I think it's entertaining. You do that pretty good. Yeah. Well, praise God. Here's a practice. Came over me. Huh? No, I'm not going to. I can't pass out. Kim don't have my notes. I'm scared what you'd say at while I was unconscious. Okay. Seriously, God, God's called us to be faithful. And that's faithful. And here's, this is my favorite faithful concept. God is an equal opportunity employer. He don't give everybody 10 talents. He don't give everybody five talents. He don't give everybody. Listen, whatever he's given you, be faithful with it. And I'm not talking about, this is not about money. This is about every, this is about life. Yeah. Okay. Be faithful with it. I want to tell you, <laughs> not too long ago, I was, uh, something came up and I was like, oh God, really? Really? I just, I just don't think I should do that, Lord. I just, mm -mm, no, mm-mm. So I did, I was about halfway through not doing it. He said, did you think you might want to ask me? And I did a 360, no, a 180. Yeah, you know, math are hard, although I do like it. Um, I did a 180. I began, and it's like, God just began to just bless me. Amen. And I want to tell you, faithfulness, when you're faithful in the little things, I made a statement um, last week or week before last, which I had forgotten that this even happened. This is not a joke. It just popped out, you know, kind of like that drawer you hadn't opened in a long time. And uh, I, I was a Sunday school teacher at 18, actually 17. The reason I was is there wasn't nobody else. They weren't picking. I was not the first pick or the second pick or probably the third pick, okay? There was nobody else. And I was teaching other, but, but God, I tried to be faithful in that. And you see what I'm saying? And then God, we, I had a, a huge thriving church. Praise God. And Balakashir Turkey of five. <laughs> Miracles. We had to stop for a smoke break halfway, halfway through. <laughs> no, man. But you know what? God put me there. 
And I'll never forget the guy that was, was, was out processing when I was processing that. He said, you know why you're here, right? I said, yeah, to, to guard the resources that we have here. And he goes, no, you're here to take over this little Bible study. It's been, not, it's been nonstop for years. As what's going out, God sends one in to take care. Think about it. Think about shooting for shape if you've ever played pool. But anyway, what's this, guys? I try to be faithful. When I worked all night, I didn't feel like doing that the next morning. But I tried to be faithful. I studied during the week. And guess what he did? God took the little bit that I have, and he multiplied it. And he multiplied it. And, you know, this last week, I don't know how many people ended up watching all the videos combined. Because we, we got different ways of counting. And, and, but here's the deal. And it's not about me. It's about God. And Literally, guys, be faithful. This with this anointing, it's a ble it, it's it's a you've asked for a hard thing. It's a blessing. You may you're going to be mis made fun of. You're going to be misunderstood because that's what happens. And it, it, you, it is a blessing, but be faithful in it. And this is the last one, and I'm done. I promise. Maybe okay. Promise maybe, man. But watch this. I would. I needed to get to this word. Until I understood this, I couldn't walk the walk that he's called me to walk. I was I was walking, but I was banging my head on the wall on both sides. Okay, kind of a little. This, what's this? When he says that his mercy is new every morning. When he says that my grace is sufficient for you. I want to tell you, that's not a suggestion. That's not a possibility. I want to tell you, the foundation of what I do is based on the fact that God chose, selected, preordained, predestined me from the foundation of the earth to do this, that I'm forgiven, that my sin is, far, is removed as far as from the east is from the west. When you're perfectionist, all I see is flaws. And you think, yeah, I, I'm quiet most of the time. But about yours, okay. But, I mean, I could go out in the parking lot and I'll find something wrong with every vehicle out there. I mean, it's just, no, I'm serious. And, but here's the deal. He had, I had to learn to walk in that covenant of peace. Because if you don't have that, who wants to follow you somewhere where you're, you're until you have peace, until you understand that covenant that we're under, and you said, yeah, but I did this wrong. Well, guess what? The little stuff is as bad as the big stuff. Amen. I've prayed with people. There's been people in this church that's been in maximum security prison that have done things that you get go to prison for. There's been people in this church that was that have on, are on probation, they're on parole, they're on that. And guess what? Guess what God did? He taught me through them. And I don't mean they were standing up front. He taught me through them. They were, and some, I'm still learning from some of them. And you say, well, how does that work? Hey, 
His grace mm -hmm. is sufficient. Yes. And get this, every day, so the children of Israel, this was the point, and we'll quit, maybe. Well, watch this. I just, I just want to be as honest as possible. Really. But watch this. So you walk outside your tent. You're an Israelite. Okay, because you know you're the new Israelites, right? Right. Okay. And uh, by the way, my shoes hardly ever wear out. Maybe I need to walk more. But anyway, that's side note. But uh, watch this. You walk out of the tent, and there's a stuff on the ground. And you go, what is it? Because it didn't look like you thought it was going to look. I thought they were going to drop a biscuit. I thought it was going to look like a biscuit right out of Popeye's. You know, one of them Popeye biscuits. Oh, yeah, they're good for you. Got a few chemicals. Don't worry about that. So we received no number of money from Popeye's by that. Okay. So, but watch this. I thought it was going to look like this. I thought it was going to look like this. I thought it was going to look like a, 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 a bar. huh? Bar. No, that's the devil. You'll find me. You'll find me with chocolate. Anyway, but it, you see, you get the point though. It didn't, it, they went out there and they looked at this provision. It was provision, wasn't it? Yes. And they walked out there and they go, what is it? And they took it and they ground it up. And it, it sustained them in the wilderness. But guess what? You couldn't get two days. Every morning, his grace is renewed. Is that right? So learn to walk in that. How many of y'all screwed up yesterday? Okay. I have, I can't think of anything really bad that I've done lately. But the point being is, I failed and come short of the glory of God yesterday. And the day is short, but I probably already have. I was pretty nice during practice, though. I didn't throw any fits and slang anything. Um, I'm probably the only person that, you, that you've ever had before you that would admit. One time I uh, slipped off the platform and said a bad word. And the good news was that we weren't screaming. <laughs> yeah, the language are hard. But the bottom line is this, guys. His grace is sufficient for you. So quick review. Just right now, just let's have a little quiet time. Receive his anointing. Don't be afraid of it. The gift of the Holy Spirit is present. You can't come to him without the Holy Spirit. If you're saved this morning, there's a deposit of glory in you. And receive that anointing that goes with that. Receive that blessing that comes with it. And it can be, you're going to be misunderstood. You may be made fun of. But let yourself be a blessing. And you go, well, Bruce, I don't, I'm not like this person. I'm not the good. We need some variation around here. Be faithful with it. And receive his grace as you walk with him day by day. And Lord, you're raising up Elisha's anointed men and women of God to be what you call them to be. Do 
what you will with me, O Lord. Do what you will with us. We give you this day. We give you our lives, our future, our past, and our present. And Father, thank you. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Well, that's Sunday school. The end.